Hello and welcome in once again to Matt and the Mike. This is episode number 12 and I'm recording on <clears throat> on April 1st, which is April Fool's Day. So what a good time to step away from the normal. You know, I usually do a sports podcast, but I was having a lot of people saying, hey, you know, you should, uh, I like your voice. I like the way that you, that you do the show. Maybe step out and do something a little different. Um, and I've done different podcasts before. I'm not, I've not always been a sports person. So I've done conspiracy theories before and I thought it would be fun to do another one because there's so many of them out there. You know, you can do, you can do countless shows on these things and it's always fun to just debate. So if anyone's tuning in expecting to see a sport or hear a sports uh, show tonight, it's not going to happen. Not this time. Uh, plenty more to come. Sports is a little boring right now anyway, guys, so I think you can wait a couple more days for a sports episode. So I'm going to dive right in. Um, I've got a few here, ones that some of some of these few that I've learned about recently that that interested me and a few that, you know, I already knew about. So don't know how long it's going to run, but I'm just going to jump right into the ones that I've got and we'll discuss and debate. All right. Now, the first one here is one that I just recently learned about. Uh, it's that J.P. Morgan planned the Titanic sinking. Okay, so like I said, this is a new one for me. You know, and I'm a fan of this stuff. Okay, so now now J.P. Morgan uh, is the one responsible for uh, General Electric. You know, he formed General Electric. Uh, he had his hands in U.S. Steel, AT&T. I'm sure you've heard of uh, J.P. Morgan and Chase. Uh, so, so big deal, right? Um, this guy's, you know, still a big deal to this day. Okay, so to the theory in question is, first off, J.P. Morgan financed the building of the actual Titanic. <clears throat> so basically he paid for the whole thing. Uh, so a lot of things here you know, can be, can be brushed aside, but there, there are also ones that are really curious. Okay. So like little things like there are no red flares on the ship. Um, they did have the white flares that would signal, uh, parties and things like things of that nature, basically saying that everything was going okay on the ship. Uh, but there are really eye opening ones. Like the fact that JP himself was supposed to be aboard but he canceled, as well as as well as his close friend uh, Milton Hershey, who built the Hershey food um, industry. And look, he may have sank the Titanic. We're going to get to the bottom of it here in a second. But the fact that Mr. Hershey decided to to not go on the trip and did what he did, I'm a little grateful for that. Other than that, though, J.P. Morgan may be a terrible person. Anyway, so. They both canceled as a last-second, last-second deal here. Um, so the reason that he's mostly suspect, though, is that if there was a, a few wealthy guy, wealthy figures on the ship, um, like John Jacob Astor, who at the time was the world's richest person, um, ben, Benjamin Guggenheim, and Isa Strauss, uh, they were all who were all against the Federal Reserve being formed. Um, and they all passed away on the ship. Now, 
I, I won't bore you with the ins and outs of the, the Federal Reserve, but it has the word federal in it, so how good could it be, right? Uh, now, all that's pretty wild in itself, um, the, the fact that they were on board opposed to what he was trying to do and that the Federal Reserve did get done um, afterwards. Um, okay, now the weirdest thing that I came across is uh is the wreck of the titan and okay the wreck of the titan is is a book that that was written a decade before the titanic sank uh that had numerous similarities to to what happened to the real titanic such as okay the, it was almost the exact same size as the titanic i think it was 80 feet difference uh, both were mentioned in, in the book and in real life. The Titanic was mentioned to be unsinkable. Same thing with the Titan in the book. They have both had roughly 3,000 people aboard. Uh, neither one had enough life lifeboats. They both hit an iceberg in the month of April, sank. Oh, yeah, and the writer of the book was found dead of what would appear to be poisoning. He had, uh, I can't remember the actual name, but he did have a, a poison in his system that was soluble to water. So, you know, this was roughly a year and a half later. So a lot of this stuff adds up to me, if I was guessing. And, you know, people, you know, I mean, what do you guys think? A greedy businessman, you know, would sink a ship to ensure he could continue to rob people of hard-earned money. That's not too far-fetched if you ask me. Okay, now that one, now that one's quite interesting to me. And like, like I said, these guys, I, I want you guys to comment um, when I post these. I want, I want you guys to comment. Let me know if you know anything different than I know, because, like I said, this one I just learned about recently. But if you know anything that I don't know on this or, or, or some cool facts, I would like to know more. So fill me in. All right, so moving on. Uh, and I hope I'm not butchering the name of this. Okay, but it's the mystery surrounding the Antikythera mechanism. And I'm not even going to say it again. Uh, so in the late 1800s, uh, a diver found a wrecked ship Okay, off of the same name, Antikythera Island. I did say it again. I think I did better the second time. Okay, so they discovered uh, statues and, and marble and, and all these artifacts on board of this wrecked ship. Um, and that's that's what they worried about. You know, they thought that they had found all this treasure. Uh, so the mechanism itself that, that's in question here wasn't really even noticed. They, they thought that it was... Uh, they thought it was it was merely just a rock, you know. So we're down the line a few years later, and 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 this this thing gets discovered that it's it's actually more than what it really is because someone was cleaning it up. You know, it takes a long time to really clean and go through the things that you find in wreckages. So this thing's getting cleaned up. It was very elaborate, and, and nobody could figure out what it was. Uh, it had gears. Like a hand crank and a display of the sun, the moon, the planets, the stars, you know. So they they worked on they actually worked on cleaning this thing for like a decade, okay, decades actually. It was years and years. 
that they worked on cleaning this thing. Um, because, you know, as old as it is, it's very fragile. But I think that, and, and, and it's got, okay, and it's got the planets, the stars. So what they're thinking basically is that, that it's some sort of working clock um, to, to figure out, uh, believe how the planets are lined up and maybe weather involved. I'm not sure. Uh, so the more they figure out about this thing, the more, the more interesting it gets. So to shorten the scientific mumbo jumbo, because like, look, I read it all and yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's not all that easy to understand. Not for me anyway, but you know, I'm a dummy. So, uh, they think that the Greeks are likely the ones that made it. These are what the scientists believe. Uh, and what they figured is that the Greeks were assuming the sun as the center of the orbital system, which hadn't technically been discovered, or so, you know, they thought, by some 15 years. Uh, Galileo, I believe. Um, it also has a, a differential gear that wasn't invented till the Middle Ages. Uh, basically, every detail of this was re was remarkable, and the engineering and mechanics involved make you think. You know, what what else could they have possibly created back then? And you know, what else is still left out there to discover? Um, now, the theory here is basically that it was some sort of alien device, which <laughs> which actually ties in remarkably to the next one that I wanted to to jump on. Um, which is, which is interesting to bring up, uh, cause everybody has their own ideas on how it was done. So, you know, let, let's dive into a few and, and what is, uh, what is real and what's not. And I'm talking about here is I'm talking about the great pyramids. So, um, and the, and the conspiracy on how they were built. So there, there are a lot of theories on how the Great Great Pyramids were built. I've heard, you know, that complex pulley systems or, you know, different animals that they use slaves that, you know. But when you get down into the actual, the actual size of some of these things, all right? So listen, we're going back over four thousand years ago, okay? And these were built as tombs for for Egypt for the pharaohs in Egypt, who thought that they would become gods in the afterlife. So basically, they built them for their god selves. <laughs> um, you know, little narcissistic maybe. But they believed that you know they had to have all this set up for themselves so that they could be their best selves in their god afterlife. Um, so the biggest one, uh, is almost 500 feet high. Okay. And about two and a half million stone blocks went into making it that weigh between two to 15 tons a piece. Okay. That, that in itself is, is, is pretty ridiculous. Look, um, Two to fifteen tons a piece. We're talking about blocks 
you know, the size of cars that they're moving here. And bigger than cars. Uh, so, okay, I'm just going to do this, though. But I'm going to go to my favorite and hopefully true theory on the building of the pyramids. Uh, was that the dinosaurs did it. What do y'all think? The dinosaurs helped build them. So, basically... They discovered stones dating back, dating back to 3,500 B.C., you know, dinosaur times. Also, some hieroglyphics would seem to show dinosaurs, as well as written text and stone palettes, and the name of Ranatka, which means God Beast, which was the, which was, uh, which... Basically, what they believe is, and what the text seemed to have pointed to, was that they tamed the dinosaurs to carry these large stones. Look, I, I worked for FedEx, okay, in the year 2019, and my weight limit is 150 pounds. So, we're talking about 4,000 years ago. <laughs> are, you, are you saying that these... These guys here had the technology to move these blocks and build these pyramids. Or could it possibly be true that there were dinosaurs? You know, I mean, they found, look, I'm, I'm skipping too far ahead, but look, they found, so basically what they, what they say in these scripts is that when they just when they describe the 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 beast is that it was a grass eater and that its neck reached up to the sky and it had a tail that with a whip could kill an army of men which basically sounds a lot like a brontosaurus um and also now this is down i think this is in 2014 they believe i believe they discovered a Okay, fossil remains, yeah, of uh, of a species of dinosaur in Egypt, and it's thought it's thought to be one of the biggest ones ever. The only problem is, though, is that paleontologists haven't been able to to put the exact time period that this would have occurred. That you know that they would have been living there, but they did live there, and with the hieroglyphics explaining. You know, God beast and things. Hey, it's not far fetched to think that dinosaurs could have lived, you know, with them and could have been used to move blocks. You know, I, I don't know how well you could train a dinosaur. I've never encountered one, obviously. But so, what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, you, just tell me if you think uh, think dinosaurs could have done it, or what your theory on the pyramids are. There are actually um, there's actually theories on the pyramids also with aliens, uh, which you find that <laughs> which you find that seemingly with every with every um, conspiracy theory out there is that they're somehow aliens involved, uh, but. I don't, I don't know. I do believe that there there is another life form out there. I think that there's no way we could be the only ones 
you know, living on this planet or on this earth, not earth itself, but the universe, galaxy, whatever you want to call it. It seems naive to think that, but aliens building pyramids. I don't know. I like the dinosaur theory. All right. So the last one that I got here for this, I thought I would run a little more time than I have. I think I'm a speed talker. I think that's my problem. Uh, but the last one that I had here, which might give me my 30 minute mark, my usual mark. Uh, the last but not least, I'm going to dive into the Freemasons. Uh, this was one that my lovely girlfriend wanted to know more about. And look, I'm going to apologize beforehand. Look, these people are very good at keeping secrets. Okay. They don't talk about their stuff, but I will dive into the Freemasons a little bit here. Uh, now first off, many of our founding fathers were Masons. Uh, basically the Masons and the Illuminati are linked together. Uh, seems a lot of millennials are more into the Illuminati uh, than, than the Masonry from maybe the generation before. Uh, but they're linked because they both are very secretive in what they do. They keep to themselves. Um, and they, they actually have in the past occasionally shared some of the same members. Um, and look, we don't, this is why we don't trust, we don't trust people because, you know, we don't know why, why they're private, you know, uh, that it's just the way it is. It's the same way we don't trust the government, you know, now I'm, now I'm not saying we're wrong to not trust because <clears throat> let's face it, the people in power don't always have the best in our best interests in mind. Uh, the big fear here though is, is for masonry, Illuminati, uh, there's another one, the something of foreign affairs or foreign legions or whatever it is. Uh, but the big fear from people who are conspiracy theorists <clears throat> is a, is a fear of new world order between the private groups and that it will span across the globe and all these, you know, all these people will come together and they'll take over. Look, uh, that to me is, is very unlikely. Uh, we can't, we can't decide, you know, as one country on a leader without dividing our, ourselves. So I don't really know how or how we, we believe that the, the Masons, the Illuminati and the, the other foreign, uh, uh, agents or whatever they're called. I didn't, I forgot the name of the other group that's linked in with them, uh, if we think th these people don't even share the same uh, political agenda, so you think that they're honestly plotting and going to take over the world? I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, you think we could have a, a one-world group that ran it all? Never going to happen. Uh, seems most theor theories that that come out of the Masons, Illuminati, or whatever is all is all centered around the same thing, which is control. Um, and we think that way because we're not allowed in, you know, uh, the reality, if I was to make an educated guess is that most meetings of these secret, uh, meetings or, or whatever they do are just old dudes in, in a room playing poker and sharing old stories or just laughing at the fact that you don't know this, but you know, we can always, we can always debate and fantasize that, that it's so much more, you know? 
So what are your thoughts? Do, uh, do any of you guys out there have, uh, have some, well, I, I doubt we're going to get a bunch of Masons who want to come on and talk a whole lot about it, but anybody got anything, any fun stories on Masonry or any Illuminati stories you'd want to share or, or something fun like that? That would be, that would be pretty cool. Uh, just comment, let me know. Uh, so wow, this is, this has been fun, you know, uh, I, I thought this was a it was a pretty fun episode. I hope you guys enjoy it, you know. And if you did, uh, maybe I do another another one soon, kind of like this. Maybe not this exact same topic or whatever, but I, I do miss talking sports already. Like there were a few times in the show, I was like, I'm gonna pause and just talk sports real fast, but I stopped myself from doing it, and I kept on on script until the very end here. Now I'm starting to break script a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do definitely miss it though, even if it's just talking to my mic here about sports. Uh, but don't forget, guys, to head over to uh, Matt and Mike on Instagram. Uh, you know, just at Matt and Mike uh, on Facebook, same way at Matt and Mike, and everywhere podcasts are heard. So for Matt and Mike, this is Matt once again signing off. <laughs>